Bavabasar, Perk Tess, Mishnah Yud Base, 912, and the Mishnah is uh, continuing its discussion of the obligation to pay in a timely manner. The Mishnah says, Echad Sechar Adam, Echad Sechar Behemah, Echad Sechar Kalim. This law is really apl- equally applicable to the wages you pay for a person, or the wages you pay for renting an animal, or the wages that you pay um, for renting other utensils. Yeshpo Mashum Biyomo Siten Sacharo. There is the mitzvah say the positive commandment to pay promptly uh, when you finish your rental period and have to pay whatever you, you are renting. And there's also the, the lotase, the negative, the prohibition uh, against um, letting retaining the wages and withholding them overnight until the morning. So you have this love and this ase that apply as well. Now, when... Uh, does it apply? When is it true that you have this obligation? That's bizman shetavau. That's assuming in a situation in which the person who wants payment is expecting or demanding or requiring or requesting payment. Um, but if that's not what's happening, lo tavau. If he's not demanding, expecting, requesting, requiring the payment, you know, is you have a deal that you 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 know follow normal practice of paying once a month, or the person simply says, "Don't worry about it. You can pay me tomorrow," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Eno over a love, and there's no prohibition, neither a mitzvah, requiring you to pay promptly um, because the person's within his rights, the worker's within his rights uh, to waive those that payment and to accept the payment later. And the same goes for someone who's renting out and the like. Now, what about if the employer sends the employee to a third party to get paid? Is that going to be okay? What happens if that third party then fails to pay the employee. Is the employer off the hook, or is he now liable all over again? So says the Mishnah, If the employer redirects the employee to either the chenvani, that's the shopkeeper, in other words, he'd pay him for his, he'd give him groceries and kind for the payment, or etzel shulchani, that's the money changer. That's the something along the lines of a bank of today, if you will, something like that. So the point is, the employer says, "I've got the cash, but don't worry, um, you can get it from in stuff from the shopkeeper, or um, you can get the money in cash from the money changer. And then I'll reimburse those people." Then ain't no overlov. So then, since the employer has made it possible for the employee to get paid, the employer is not over these violations now. Uh, of course, that third party has to agree to be responsible. Uh, you can't. I can't just, as an employer, tell some guy and pay him on my behalf. That's not going to work. But once I've enabled, once the third party has agreed to make the payment, and therefore the employer has enabled the employee to get paid, so then he's off the hook. There is a discussion uh, in the Mefarshim whether uh, the employee has to agree to this. Because if the employee says, "Listen, I hate that shop," or "I hate that," you know, uh, that uh, money changer, I'm not going to him. Uh, does the employer have the right to unilaterally say, I don't care, you want to get paid, go to him, it's your problem, and if not, it's not my problem. Um, so that actually is a bit of a machlokas. Um So there are those who say that the the uh, employee has to agree to it. But the Beis Yosef says, no, as long as the employer makes it possible for the employee to get paid, the employee then can choose or not choose to go after that money. Uh, but uh, since he's made it, the employer has made it a possibility of getting paid available to the employee, the employer has done what he has to do in terms of this obligation. Okay, now the mission has turned into a bit of a new topic, a related topic, but a new one. Um, and it's as follows. Under normal circumstances, if I say you owe me money and you say no, I don't, uh, but I don't have any proof, and even if you don't have any proof, it doesn't matter. So then the rule is, 
I cannot force you to pay me. Um, even if you're not sure, I say I'm certain you owe me money, you say I don't know, I'm prepared to swear you owe me money, still I can't extract the money from you, and that's a general rule. Uh, notwithstanding that, in our Mishnah here, we're going to have a Dinder Rabban, a rabbinic enactment, which says that while it's true, normally uh, you can't force someone to pay you uh, if you claim they owe you money, even if you're certain, uh, there is an exception. The exception is during the window, that ona, that window period of time, when the employer is supposed to pay the employee, uh, and we're assuming the employer wants to pay because he doesn't want to violate the Torah, but we also assume that the employer uh, is a little distracted perhaps because he has got lots to worry about, whereas the employee has exactly one thing to worry about, getting paid. So if the employee says he wasn't paid, and the employer says, uh, yes, you were, so the rabbi said, uh, we're assuming the employer is making a mistake if the claim comes in that window where he's supposed, where the employee is supposed to get paid, that ona. And therefore, uh, if the employee makes such a claim uh, during that window, he essentially can go to bed and he can force the employer to pay him um, by taking a shvua, by swearing he wasn't paid, and we'll believe him. We'll believe the employee that he wasn't paid because he's not going to lie for nothing probably, and we're going to believe that the employer is just distracted. So that's the mission says here for starters. Sahir, the employee, bismano, in his time, meaning in the window where he's supposed to get paid in that, in that ona, Nishpavanotel. If he is prepared to swear he wasn't paid, he can make such a shvoy, he can swear, and then we will allow him to force the through the bezin, force the employer to make payments quote unquote a second time. Meaning according to the employer it's a second time, but according to the employee it's the first time. Averzamano. But if the time passes, meaning he doesn't make any such claim during that window he's supposed to get paid, he comes back later and says he wasn't paid, then in onishbavanotel, now we're back to the usual rules, which is just because the employee claims he wasn't paid and he's prepared to swear he wasn't paid doesn't mean he can force the employer to pay him. Um, you now the window's closed, so we have no reason to assume, like we have two, we have no reason to believe the employee more than the employer. Of course, the employee, you know, he knows if he wasn't paid as much as that's very important to him, but the employer reads him, listen, he, what does he want to cheat for? He's not, we're assuming that the employer wants to do the right thing, and therefore we just, if there's no proofs, then there's swearing won't help to extract, like the normal rules. But now we have an exception. If there are witnesses that are prepared to swear that the employee requested his money during the window, and the employer is like near the, near the end, the closing of the window of, of the owner of time to pay, the employer says, I'll pay you later, don't worry. That indicates the employer is not especially concerned about it paying during the appropriate time and the, and the Torah requirement to do so. And therefore, Hareze Nishba Venotel, the employee can come back, like I'll call it the next day, the owner after the owner is supposed to get paid in, and um, go to Bezid and he'll bring his witnesses. The witnesses can't guarantee, can't attest the fact that he was or wasn't paid. They don't know. Um, but they do know that he did request the money, and they do know that the employer indicated he wasn't so concerned about the about the um, fulfilling the Torah obligation. And therefore, Again, we're back to the assumption that we have a good reason to believe the employee over the employer because the employee knows if he was paid or wasn't, and the employer could easily be distracted by all the demands that come on you know, running a business an employer would have. So that's a window, an additional window that's afforded to the employee to demand payment. But that, too, obviously can't go on forever. It can't be he comes 10 years later and says, you didn't pay me 10 years ago, and swear and get paid. And therefore, it comes out, la'alacha, says the Gemara, that you have just that, the employee would have just that next um, ona, the one after he was supposed to get paid in, in order and to make his claim and say, look, look, I have witnesses 
that uh, said, I tried to get the money from you, but you pushed me off. And then he'd be believed. But beyond that, I'll call it the second owner, the owner that follows the owner in which he was supposed to get paid. Um, but for that point, they're back to the old-fashioned rules of, you know, um, people claiming from one another. Uh, I should just note that the normal rules then apply. So that means, first of all, um, there's a shvu the rice if he's motor mixtas. If the employer agrees he paid part, he'll have to take a shvu on the rest, um, for sure. If he can't take a shvu on the rest, then he has to pay. And also, there's the shvu heset, this rabbinic requirement. If someone demands he's owed money, the rabbi said he'd have to swear he doesn't owe the money. Um, so we could force the employer to swear. Um, but those are those are side points to the Mishnah. Okay, now, Mishnah's not done. The, gear has, the Mishnah has one more point to make, which is that ger toshav yeshbo mishum titan the mitzvah to pay promptly, I'll call it, um, that this mitzvah here applies not just to Jews but also to um, Geri Toshav. A Geri Toshav translated, I think, most commonly as an as a um, a resident alien is referring to a non-Jew who uh, is committed to recognizing there's Hashem. Um, so he's not an idolatrous. He's not Jewish either. But if he's as long as he's not idolatrous, so then as a Geri Toshav that kind of keeps the seven mitzvahs of Noah, he's allowed um, to reside in Israel. Um, and that being the case. He has special protection from the Torah that he has to get paid promptly. Um, it says the Mishnah, so the Mitzvah's Asi applies to him, uh, and the reason why is sort of technical. I'll come back in a second to show the technicality. But it says, Ve'ein bo mishum, the, the love that says, Lo salen pulas sechir itcha ad boker, you can't retain the wages of your work until the morning. That love does not apply to a, uh, a ger toshav. That's what the Rabban Paskins, that's what the Mishnah seems to imply. And therefore, you have a mitzvah asa to pay him promptly, uh, but not a lav if you don't. Um, the basis of the mitzvah asa that says that the ger toshav is payable comes from that parsha devarim. So the the verse immediately prior to the pasuk which requires prompt payment um, says lo uh, sashok sachir. You cannot like withhold payments like forever. Oshek something different like you're never going to pay him back uh, to an employee. And but it, the pasuk ends up by saying asher ba'artzacha b'sha'arecha employees that are in your land, in your gates. And the in your gates, um, in other contexts, says like a ger asher b'sharecha. That's not a convert in your gates. It means a ger toshav, even non-converts, but they are ger toshav. They're legal resident aliens, are b'sharecha. So the point is, therefore, it's understood that the requirement to, yes, pay promptly in time uh, does apply to a ger toshav as well.